hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on more podcast money, chapter three, making money with podcasting. Who could use some more money? Maybe you didn't start your podcast looking to make money, but you hear about others who are making some cash and hey, you'd like to join that club. Well, you're in the right place. I've been podcasting since 2005 and I can tell you what is and is not working. Our website is morepodcastmoney.com where you can see our blog, join our newsletter and purchase the book, More Podcast Money. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. Now, who wants to make some more money? Welcome to More Podcast Money, where I am currently reading the book, More Podcast Money, because later this year, the new version of this book called Profit From Your Podcast, which if you want to sign up to get any updates on that, you can go to ProfitFromYourPodcast.com. And I just decided, well, this book was originally written in 2014. It's still got some great information. Let's go ahead and give it away because, well, number one, the new version of the book is none of this is in it. I mean, there are a few things, but most of it has been completely rewritten. And the book is on sale right now. If you go to morepodcastmoney.com, you can buy it right there. But we're up to chapter three, making money with podcasting. There are many different ways to make money with a podcast. Depending on your topic and your audience, different strategies may work better than others. So here are some examples. One, additional content. Now, some podcasters have chosen to offer one free episode a month and three additional episodes per month for a fee. So in this case, it's going to be you have to give them an email address or you have to pay them money, something like that. And this is similar to a membership scenario, except there's no membership website. The member simply receives a unique RSS feed. If they do not maintain their subscription, you turn off their feed. One service that offers this technology is Nanacast which is $97 a month. Now, keep in mind that this may be frustrating. When you first start this program, there may be very few members that are actually going to pay, and the majority of your content will fall on very few ears. This is why some people prefer to sell their back catalog instead of creating fresh content that may not be consumed by anyone. Having premium content requires active promotion to get people to subscribe. This is not a, if I offer it, they will come kind of situation. You need to remind your audience that it's available on a regular basis. Now, when it comes to selling your back catalog, if your episodes are evergreen, well, then you may be able to sell your older episodes. Evergreen topics, well, they don't get outdated. For example, tips on losing weight will still be valuable next year. Relationship advice never goes out of style. However, an episode filled with tech news, well, that's going to be outdated. Adam Carolla sells the first year of his podcast, primarily interviews of, of famous people, on two DVDs. Wow, that does date this a bit, doesn't it? For thirty nine ninety nine, 
If you can sell your catalog as digital files instead of something that requires you to ship a physical object, you can save yourself some headaches and give instant access to the people who purchase your items. Libsyn.com is a media hosting service I recommend. For the record, I didn't work there when I wrote this. Uh, Libsyn.com allows you to have a premium section for bonus content and your back catalog. Comedian Mark Marin has 50 shows available, but his back catalog uses Libsyn.com to guard the premium content. You can get a free month at Libsyn using the coupon code SOPFREE. Bob Packett from History According to Bob has taken his passions for history and is now profiting from his podcast by selling his back catalog as a single episode, also as CDs and a CD set. If you're going to sell individual episodes, you should invest in a shopping cart for your website. This will allow your visitors to pick and choose the episodes they want. I'll mention again this whole shopping cart later when we talk about plugins, but the plugin I've used is eStore, and you can get it for a one-time fee of $35. Another great service is gumroad.com. They handle all the file protection and delivery and automatically deposit the amount into your bank account. Their number one focus is on the end user experience. George Robb of the Geologic Podcast took some of his most popular episodes and turned them into a best of CD. If you sell your CD through cdbaby.com, you can opt in for the digital distribution and be sold in online stores such as iTunes. Likewise, you can also use sites like createspace.com to sell your CD at amazon.com. If you're looking to sell physical CDs and DVDs, check out Kunaki. And let's face it, it's just fun to say Kunaki. That is K-U-N-A-K-I, by the way. You can manufacture your CD slash DVD in a shrink wrap case with a full color insert for a dollar each. I've done that, by the way. Another thing you can do to make money with your podcast is to turn your show notes into a book. After you've done a few episodes, maybe let's say six months to a year, I guess it depends on how often you publish, you can take these show notes and edit them into a book. Do you need a word processing software? I'm currently typing this book as a Google document. You can go to docs.google.com and we'll turn it into a PDF as well as a physical book at amazon.com. Check out sites like createspace.com and lulu, that's L-U-L-U.com, if you're looking to produce a physical book. If you're not much of a typist, you can have your audio transcribed. For example, castingwords.com will charge you a dollar a minute or $60 an hour to type out your words. Some people use this service to turn their audio into a PDF and then offer it for free, as some people would rather read than listen. Mike Stewart turned his audio into a book that is now available at Amazon.com. While transcripts are not an instant book, it does provide you with text that you can edit and it saves you the effort of typing. This all relies on your typing skills and budget, of course. When Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl, was asked to appear on Oprah Winfrey show, she needed a book quickly to capitalize on this opportunity, so she had her podcast transcribed and edited into a book. Recently, a sister company to CD Baby launched a service to turn audio into traditional and electronic books. You can find more about this at bookbaby.com. Advertisements don't have to be pollution. Some people are worried about selling advertising on their episodes as they feel people hate advertising on radio and TV, which, well, they often do. I think what makes the advertising annoying is it often does not relate to your audience. 
I purchase a car about every eight to 10 years. Consequently, automobile advertisements annoy me because, well, I got another eight years to go. And I rarely listen to the radio during rush hour. When I do, maybe I forget my phone or whatever, I can literally drive for 10 minutes and never hear any actual, well, radio. The station runs back-to-back-to-back advertisements. The Mike Trivisano Show is the number one afternoon show in Cleveland, Ohio. The three-hour radio show is also delivered as a podcast. And when I downloaded the, quote, first hour of the show, it was 37 minutes. That means the other 23 minutes of the show were advertisements. That calculates to 38% of the show is advertisements. No wonder people hate commercials. When I listen to a podcast that includes a short advertisement for products and services that fit the audience, I find myself thankful that I heard the advertisement. The key, and I'm going to repeat this over and over like an annoying radio spot, is to have short advertisements that fit the audience. Speaking of selling advertisements, what about selling advertising on your website? There are many options when it comes to selling advertising on your website. You can sell advertising in the form of a text link or a banner. One well-known example is a program from Google called AdSense. With AdSense, you can create an account for free, copy some code, and paste it into WordPress. There's a plugin that makes this even easier. Google reads your pages and suggests related products that your visitor may have an interest in. If you click the advertisement, you get paid a small fee. Keyword here on small. Some people call this internet welfare at this point. We didn't in 2014, but we do now. For this to be substantial, you need a lot of traffic. However, it is an easy way to start. If you sell advertising on your website, you're going to need a way to count the visitors that you send to the advertiser's website. You should insist that a special page on their website, so let's say it's you know sponsorwebsite.com slash your name is used, that way the sponsor can monitor the traffic sent from you. You can also request a coupon code so any sales can be attributed to your podcast. You should also track how many people are clicking the advertising link on your website. And I'll talk later about plugins that can track the number of clicks from your website. It is up to you to prove that your audience took an interest in the advertiser. And if you don't track and prove the influence, the sponsor may not stick around too long. The good news about selling advertising by yourself instead of, say, using a ad network is that you get to keep all the money. The flip side is, well, you need some sales skills, and it takes some time to entice sponsors to part with their money. It also takes time to develop sales skills, but actually that's not a bad set of skills to have. And you should always give sponsors updates during the campaign so that you can make adjustments. There are many options available to sell advertising on your website. Here are a few networks. Text link ads. Here's a description from their website. Here's a description from their website. By simply installing the text link ad script on your site one time, you are set up to earn consistent revenue streams and truly monetize your site. Our advertisements are priced on a flat rate for a 30-day period, so your earnings will not be dependent on clicks or impressions. This service automatically takes text from your show notes and links them to the advertiser. Linkworth. With Linkworth's link text option, 
you get a flat rate reoccurring payment that is set by you. This means that your advertisers pay you one reoccurring monthly fee to host their LinkedIn text advertising. This allows you to sell advertising without changing the look of your site or annoying your visitors. According to their website, they have the highest payouts available. You earn up to 70% of the revenue from all the LinkedIn text advertisements on your website and receive payments on a monthly basis. They allow you to sell text ads or banner ads on your site. AdBright. In addition to text and banner ads, AdBright offers advanced options like a full page ad, bright pick, and inline ads. These formats will allow you to show high value ads without losing site real estate. And the multimedia formats let you take advantage of the photos and video clips on your site. Bottom line, you'll earn more than with standard options provided by most ad networks. BuySellAds.com. If you have at least 50,000 page impressions per month, you can sell advertising on your website. And that'll do for this episode of More Podcast Money. I'll have links to these in the show notes out at morepodcastmoney.com. And of course, if you want the full book, that's available at a discounted rate right now at morepodcastmoney.com. So who found that useful? I want to thank you so much for listening today. I hope you found today's episode useful. If you're interested in starting a podcast, come visit me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're not new to podcasting, well, then come buy the book, More Podcast Money, at our website, morepodcastmoney.com, or just do a search at Amazon for More Podcast Money. This is Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting asking you, who could use some more money? Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.